0: Happy New Year, everybody. It's 2023, and we're back with a great episode that we're going to call Start, Stop, and Continue. We'll get into the details about what we're going to do and maybe not going to do coming up next. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. As of our recording, it is January 2023. I'm Jay Du, and this is a joiner. with the Grow With Tim podcast. We have been here officially a year. And now in our new year, we have a podcast that's going to help us think about how to start goals. Uh, what is smart about our goal? A lot of people know that term, smart goals and things like that. What are the things that you've already been doing well as a high-octane entrepreneur, that you can continue, maybe iterate on and get better at. That's why we're here today. And I believe, Tim, you're prepared to quiz me on a workshop that you've actually done with lots of people from time to time and kind of maybe walk us all through what we can do in this new year.
1: Yeah, I am. I I had this experience probably 10 years ago with a business coach that I was working with at the time that had all of his clients set goals in seven different categories. And now I think seven goals is too many. You can't right. keep track of all of them. But I think it's really useful to think about your life comprehensively. Gotcha. To think about okay. each of these seven categories and then pick one, two, three at the absolute most that you're going to focus on and actually commit to. So I thought maybe we could do that today. Our listening audience can listen in. If, uh, if they're driving, they may not be able to actually write things down. But I'm going to lead you through this. Okay, gotcha. it think about how to plan for a great 2023.
0: Wonderful. I need it. And I love the idea that your life is so much more comprehensive than just the, your business work. Yeah, yeah. You know, that there's so many avenues and aspects that make us up as a whole person. And I think our audience will appreciate us maybe digressing away from focusing in on business only and talking about the rest of themselves as a whole person too. You got it. I don't okay. think anybody
1: has gotten <clears> to <throat> deathbed and been like, Oh man, I wish I'd spent more time on my business or I wish I made a few more dollars or I would like that. If you go through life just focused on your business, you would say all work and no play makes Jack a very dull boy. Right, or right, right. It's, uh, it's so no, if any no dull boys
0: life. are out there listening to us, this is not the podcast for you. Yeah. <laughs>
1: all right. So, so we want to use this framework, start, stop, continue. Yes. So as we work through each of these seven categories, I want you to think about what what do I need to start doing? New habits that I need to create, um, good things that I haven't been doing that I should start doing. But there might be some bad right. habits you need All to right. eliminate. Right. You need to stop watching so much TV or you need mm-hmm. to um, stop spending so much money dining out if that's a problem for you or, or whatever. Right. So start, stop. And then some things, maybe we we started in 2022 or even earlier, and we just need to iterate on it. We need to make it better. So that's continue. Start, stop, continue, right? Maybe you started working out, but you were kind of inconsistent. You're like, okay, I'm going to recommit to this. And instead of maybe once or twice a week, I'm going to do three or four days a week or right. whatever, right? Yes. So start, okay. stop, continue. Gotcha. All right. All right. So I got seven categories. Seven. I'm going to give you the big picture first mm-hmm. and then we'll go back and work through them. So number one, physical. So how, how do you eat? How do you work out? How do you sleep? Okay. Right, okay. Number two is mental. So mental. how are you going to grow mentally? How are you going to challenge yourself mentally? Three, emotional, right? How are you going to care for yourself emotionally and make sure that you are actively developing your your capacity for emotion, good emotion, right? Number four, spiritual. Mm-hmm. Number five, social and familial. You could call this friends and family, but I had the whole AL thing going, right, with okay. physical, mental, emotional, so Got I just it. said social and familial. Right. But friends and family, <laughs> how do you want to be intentional about your... Both the quantity and quality of time that you spend with people important to you. Uh, number five is, I'm sorry, number that was number five. Number six is professional. Mm-hmm. So notice that so far everything we've talked about isn't really is non-work. That's yeah, on purpose, maybe right. So professional. Mm-hmm. What what skills do you want to develop? What new maybe certifications or courses do you want to go through? Maybe um, a, a certain objective at work. You want to automate something or you want to hire somebody or you want to simplify this process or clean up this mess or go into this new industry or whatever. Uh, And then finally, financial. So okay. both personally and organizationally what kind
0: of monetary goals might you have? So, Ten four. so there's the So categories. do you want me to be like really specific? Yeah. Okay. So, so you think our audience is ready for that to I like dive so. into J-Doo's life a little bit? Okay. So what I want you to do cuz one or two of these categories I'm kind of nervous about yeah, here right. but let's see if I can if now I be, can make you sweat out there then you know <laughs> this is the real deal. This is the real stuff and that's right. you should do it too. That's right. Yeah. All right.
1: So so the important thing to note is no matter where you are, right? You you may look at Do and say, "Oh man, that's who I want to be when I grow up. Or you may say, what? not after this episode, not after goal, this episode, right? <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> right exactly. Um, but, but that's okay. The, the, we're going to, we're going to give you some examples. And I hope that for those of you that are not driving, you can actually hit pause, right? As we work through this and, and maybe get out a legal pad or something to write and, and think through this stuff with. So number one, physical, by the way, these first four come okay. from a book called the powerful engagement, which yes. is actually our next podcast. Yes, so we're right. going to talk about a book that I think if you bookmark this podcast, come back next time, because I think it's going to be a really valuable episode, powerful engagement. One of my favorite books of all time. I've read it. I don't know how many times now, multiple times. And, um, and I don't, don't normally read a book more than once, right? So anyway, in in that book, they talk about four sources of energy. So those are the first four physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. And basically managing the energy that you get in those four areas is really critical to high performance. So number one, physical, this could be your sleep it could be cardio workouts, it could be strength training, it yep. could be uh, you, how you're eating, all kinds of things. So, J.D., give me some ideas. And these are not commitments yet. We're okay. just brainstorming. Gotcha. You're going to come up with two, three. Because four if things. we have
0: too many people out there who comment and ask me later, get into the DMs and yeah, right. say, hey, how are you doing? <laughs> on the, This is a brainstorm. There's no bad answers, people. Yeah, right. Just let me be for a second.
1: <laughs> all right. So, what kinds of things might you pursue in 2023 in the area of your physical health? And okay,
0: so my question is, is I'm giving you the start, stop, and continue yet yeah. or just? Yeah, just, well, you, you, can, you
1: don't necessarily have to have a, okay. all three categories. It might be any one or a yeah, mix got of it. all three.
0: Got it. Well, one thing that I realized I was not doing over the course of the last year yeah. is I have some habits that are okay. And let me tell you, so what I did this last year is I built a physical chart put it on the wall, got, got a grid and it's at the home office. Yep. And there's three different physical, there's actually four, four different physical things, three we all know, and one that we've mentioned once or twice okay. um, to each other that I did. And I just checked the box okay. physically every time I did it this Love past year. Let's hear about it. One of those is pushups, Push 100 pushups. Yep. So I got to do them within that one day, yep. 100 pushups. If I did it, I got to check. Okay. Okay. And that's every day, every day to get a check. W- no, every day that I did it, right. I got it. But t- if you're going to get
1: a check, you got to do 100 push Yeah, I got to do 100. So
0: the yeah. times I realized I'd only done 80 and fell asleep, I yeah. didn't get to check it. Okay, I got yes. you. Okay, 100 okay. so 100 push-ups. The yeah. other one is 100 squats, yeah. so air squats yeah. right there in the house, in the office, wherever, Yeah. yeah. and 100 crunches. Yeah. So those are three that I said, you know what? Without having to go to the gym, taking lots of times, I don't have to do them all together, yeah. right? It's just maybe some 10 point, sets of 10, 5 sets of you know, okay. 20, okay. Th- that'll keep me active and thinking about it and healthy. And the visual helped me, right? Yep. Putting it on the wall or having a big uh, poster board. Yeah. The fourth one is actually the breathing exercise. I've yeah. mentioned to you personally a full time, uh, a few times. So yep. that is Wim Hof. For yep. those of you who need to go look that guy up. Yeah. Wild out there. And I'm sure some people have heard of this guy. So Wim, W-I-M, Hof, H-O-F. I believe he's Norwegian. Yep. Um, the Wim Hof breathing technique takes about 15 minutes. And so it's an exercise of calming your body down, slowing your body down and holding your breath. Yeah. So those are four things that I started to do, but I wrote them down in 2022, made a big poster board and checked it off when I got it done.
1: Okay. So those are, tell me, are you going to continue these?
0: Yes. So this year I've actually changed from the physical poster board and I already bought, I found a habit tracker yep. spreadsheet and yep. i've started to do it already because as of our recording we're january 4th yep. so i'm rec- How many actually doing it so here we go take a look right. man yeah, so yeah, i've okay, got it got here it, yeah. for those of you who can't see it which is everyone else in the world <laughs> but uh yeah i got this little thing here and uh I so there's several other things Good. on there yeah. but yeah, yeah. So yeah. the Good. push-up squats crunches and the wim hof are on here yes i like it so four days in I've done, well, I've started to do, I'm going to do one of these physical activities, 100, 100, 100. Right now, I'm just doing, pick one per day. So, I'm just rotating. So, over the course of 365 days, it'll be 100 days, even if I just continue it like that. 100 days where I did each of these things. Make sense? Yeah, I'm with you. So far, I'm two for four days in, already on the breathing. Okay.
1: Yep. Okay. So, I don't want to get into the weeds on every one of these categories. We'll have a two hour long podcast, but tell me last year, what kinds of effects did you notice from tracking those four physical, um, goals. Well,
0: number one, I think I'm getting myself into a place where you realize if it's not a bulking season, if I decide Mm -hmm. 2022 or 2023 is not bulking season, this stays consistent. It's easy for me. Any of these things takes 10, 15 minutes. I can spread it out throughout the day and Mm -hmm. I'm not burdened with the thought of, man, I didn't get to it today. Like I feel okay about hitting this 100 times this year.
1: Yeah, awesome. So that was
0: one thing. I will say that one thing that I need to start... I realized partially because of these physical activities, is over the course of twenty twenty two, building a couple businesses, doing a lot bigger things than I'd done before in certain areas, and having more responsibility. I did not actually sweat hmm. really in twenty twenty two, and I realized that's a problem. I need to actually sweat yep. out the you know sweat to the oldies and, and get this stuff out. So
1: I'm looking for um additional yeah. racquetball partners and I tell you you sweat on that. So if you want to play me racquetball you Never let me know.
0: have I ever. Never have you ever. But we maybe yeah, I don't maybe. Maybe. So for me I actually think getting into the actual gym, yep. or running, yep. which I'm I can run. Yep. I don't run but I can run. Th- those allow me to actually sweat and I okay. got to start
1: those. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Sounds good. All right. So that there's a few examples. There we go. All right. Let's talk about mental. How are you going to challenge yourself um, mentally to stay sharp and make sure that you're you know creating all those new neural pathways,
0: and not uh, not letting them die. Right. Okay, so for me, one of the things that I do for those of you who know Tim and I well or you're friends with us in our community, you might know that I'm a speaker. And one of the uh, speaking areas that I focus in on is black history, right? We've talked about it once or twice, and I have a one-man theatrical experience. And what I need to do that I knew last year and never got around to that is a big challenge on the mental exercise is memorizing a few new pieces. Mm. Yep. So that for me is uh, a mental challenge, which I think we all understand generally why that's a mental challenge. If you memorize a speech yeah. of something, some sort, but actually you have to empty your mind of everything else. If you're going yeah. to memorize something, and there are um, there's a, there's a Martin Luther King piece that I'd like to get in my head this year, and I need to, and I want to get in my head, you can't do anything else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you can't do anything else if you want to memorize something. So um, that for me takes concentration. It takes emptying of your mind. It takes a lot of repetition. But you have to fire on those neural pathways, yep. right, yep. over and over and over. To You don't memorize until you get it right. You memorize for speaking and presenting in front of people to a place where you can't get it wrong because yeah. it's bad if you yeah. are going to get it wrong. So for you have sure. to get it more right than just well yeah, it's yeah. got to be solidified in some minute yep so that's I, one thing I, I
1: like it and it, that Kay. memorizing absolutely challenges your brain and it makes it work in ways that just everyday going through your routines don't so yeah. i like it There's and, no, any other things you've thought of on the spot here for
0: uh, i don't i'm not or? really sure cuz that one's on my mind now yeah. we're getting it january's mlk holiday is celebrated this month black history month is february i get really busy so that one Every year at the beginning of the year, 12 years of doing black history type speaking, I'm always thinking about it at the beginning of the year. So that's what's on my mind now. That's what I got for mental.
1: When I think about mental, I think about, I I should have mentioned some other categories for physical too. So things like, um, for me, I play racquetball. I say competitively. It depends on how stiff the competition is, I suppose. But I play fairly well and, and pretty aggressively, and that's good exercise for me. But I don't do it enough. Last year, I did it about once, sometimes twice a week. I need to up my game there.
0: So that's um, a continue. You just that's a continue, need continue, But I'm going to iterate yeah, on I'm gonna it. I'm going to
1: improve it. Sleep is something that we've talked about before. Sleep is one of those things that is so underrated, I think. In this society, we value productivity and we value working hard and like maxing yourself out. And and man, it comes at a great cost. And so I have done really well improving the quality of my sleep in the last year, in the last couple of years, I've invested in a great mattress mm-hmm. and a chili pad. We've talked about before it that is. regulates temperature in my bed, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. helps a lot. I've got this aura ring that helps me track my sleep and tell me, you know, I can correlate it with habits like, Oh, I drank caffeine at four o'clock in the afternoon. And what impact did that have on Rarely, my sleep, and that okay, kind of thing? Right. So I've worked on, but what I haven't done and everybody says is important. I haven't gotten good at the consistency of going to bed and getting up at the same time. I always sleep in on the weekends I get up early if I have an early breakfast meeting. If I don't, I might sleep a little later. Everybody says, you got to go to bed and get up at the same time every day. So that's something that I'm going to start in in 2023. Yes, love it. But
0: may I ask, how long do you typically sleep?
1: So I... Are you sleeping enough? I am. Okay. I am. Mm-hmm. Um, I sleep... Typically, now there are exceptions, of course, but as a rule, I'm between seven and eight hours, which works well. For oh, me. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Very good. Yeah. All right. So um, mental for me, I just uh, enrolled yesterday, actually, or I haven't enrolled yet. I've applied. Hopefully I'll get in. OK, I, think I will in a, uh, a Harvard Business School course uh, on negotiation. All right. And I've heard I know some people that have been through this program. It's excellent, evidently. And um, well, they
0: negotiated you into joining. Yeah, yeah, right. So, so far, so good. So far, yes. so
1: good. And I'm a little bit intimidated because it's been a long time since I've been in a classroom. And this is not just to go through the motions and get your certificate like it. It's going to be rigorous, I think. So I'm a little bit intimidated, but I think it'll be great. Uh, that's going to challenge me mentally yeah. because like there's homework and there's tests and I'm it's, it's going to be a, it's going to be interesting. Right. Um, and then reading, of course, is something that always shows up on uh, on my list to challenge me nonfiction uh, for me. So. All right, so you've got memorizing new pieces. Let's move on to category number three, emotional goals. What? How might you be intentional about things like, I'm not saying you need to, but things like um, how do you increase your patience? How do you um, manage your... Uh, cultivate a a healthy sense of optimism and those kinds of things.
0: I think that my emotional intelligence, my emotional intelligence is a lot lower than it should be. I Mm. hear this mostly from my wife. So I know we'll get into (laughs) categories with family and social and friends in a second. But I think for me, actually, on an emotional level, it's being more in tune with those mood swings and changes and having better conversations with my kids. Mm. So I noticed over the course of the... Christmas holiday, two weeks or so of minimal work, a lot of family time, that um, I didn't know how to engage with my kids long term. I didn't know how to sit down and play with them Mm. long term. So other than Hey, Dad, come look at my picture. Tell me what you think. You know, I wasn't sitting on the floor. I've got some little kids. And and I realized that that was, um, even last night, actually, it just happened stance that I got home and I felt really, really appreciative of the family that I have. But I said, I uh, because I think after two weeks of kind of being in the office, being out of the being office and of being at show. home, yeah. I realized that I missed my kids. Yesterday yeah. was a full day. Yeah. Um, as I mentioned to you a little bit earlier, um, I saw a meme that yesterday or the day before said, hey, it's a big day for people who circle back, yeah. right? Because we all came back yeah. into the office from January and a holiday. And I said, man, you know, I really did enjoy that time, but I felt that it wasn't... Uh, I couldn't sustain long periods of conversation and play yeah. with my kids. Yeah. And I think that's a lack of an emotional connection that I have with them. They want with me, yep. but I... And yep. I haven't flexed that muscle it's enough. A, yeah,
1: right. yeah, yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. I noticed on a on a car trip, my wife just did an exceptional job, and she's been reading a lot in this area uh, of of kind of helping my 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 youngest daughter, who just ha- you know, as five year olds are wont to do, just had sort of an emotional meltdown. She hadn't eaten for a while. Her sleep schedule had been messed up. We were traveling for twelve hours in a car and right. you know, that kind of yep. thing. And and um, it it was just. A beautiful thing to watch her engage with my girl, with my daughter, and like manage those emotions and validate how she was feeling without just accepting a tantrum um, and kind of kind of talk her off the cliff, and I thought, I, I need to get better at that. So I'm not sure <laughs> right. how I'm going to do that yet, Right. I need to right. learn from her. Yeah.
0: How do we do it? Well, we check in with our wives probably a little more often because they're more in tune to those things. Maybe read a couple of these articles my wife sends me via go. Facebook that I kind of pretend <laughs> I read. Yeah. Maybe those right. things for my emotional. So
1: at, at the end of this exercise, we're going to talk about how to turn these ideas into SMART goals, Okay. And, and maybe we'll come back and pick up one of these and say, how do we actually – Make this not just a good idea, but something that actually gets done. But we got to keep moving. So, uh, number four, spiritual. So, for some of our listeners who share our faith, mm-hmm. um, this might mean you know spending more time with God in prayer and Bible reading, for example. It might have something to do with how you get associated with your church, or you know how you get involved, more involved with your church. Uh, for some people, uh, maybe they they um, as the writers of this book, we're going to talk about next time. Basically, a spiritual goal is something that's connecting with a purpose bigger than yourself. So how do you not just live for money or for fame or whatever, but actually create meaning
0: um, and purpose guided
1: by a a value system that's bigger than just you, right? So, so some spiritual goals. So what might be some spiritual goals for you?
0: Well, as I mentioned to you, actually, in a different conversation already, uh, this past year, I decided to listen through the Christian Bible. Yeah. um, And I just audio, right? The whole thing. uh, The whole thing. Yeah. You finished on December 30th. December 30th. I finished it. And um, I just felt, kind of spiritually blessed by that. Mm. I wasn't saying that I'm d- I did some sort of new, you know, action that earned me some points for the afterlife or heaven or something, yeah. but I just f- enjoyed it and felt that as a comprehensive story, got into a routine as I'm driving, I'd always p- pop it on in the morning. I just really enjoyed it. So number 1, I think continuing listening yep. to it is going to be good for me, but I think this time I won't necessarily go all through. I might listen to a few of my uh, favorite books or something a few times. That's one of the things that I might do. Uh, My family is involved with church, um, and uh, we regularly go on Sundays and things like that. And uh, one of the things that we've been talking about, our church ministry has like what a lot of of Christian denominations are doing, these small groups, right? So we have a group of people we generally see monthly. It's not all that much. I think a lot of people might do it more often.
1: Yep, we have but, a life group that means once a week.
0: Yeah, we're, we're doing it kind of once a month. And um, we it's more of a social thing yep. with our group. And uh, I, I think that we've been some one or two of us in that group have been begging for more of a less of a just casual social connection yep. Yep. and more of a time where we um we all have families and kids. Yeah that we get more intentional about that. And so I think it's on the horizon for our entire group. And I think the connection to people with similar values and faith at our little group is going to be big this year. We we need to do something as a group. So I think for me, that's going to be helpful. I'm busy everywhere else. These people know my kids, know my wife, have a value system that's very similar. We're listening to the same sermons (laughs) weekly. You know, I think that's going to be something we need to do in that area.
1: Yeah. That's what we do in our life group. We meet Wednesday night, and it's a uh, sort of a an informal review of the Sunday sermon. Okay, so we all right. have the same sermon, right. and then we're talking about, like, how do we apply that? What How should our life be different this week because of what we heard on Sunday and so that it doesn't just go in one ear and out the other? Right. And then we have a time of prayer, and then we have a time of fellowship. Sometimes there's food involved, not always, and uh, I, I think that's been a real blessing. We started our church, and, and my family in particular started with life group's Probably six years ago. Or okay. So. And right. it's come to become an important part of oh, yeah. what we do. Right. So. All right. So um, let's move on to category five social and familial. We could say friends and family, right? There we go. How do you want to be intentional about both the quantity and quality of time that you spend with friends and with family?
0: So I'm a love language type of guy, mm-hmm. and I'm a quality time. Yeah. Type of guy. So if you know the love languages, five love languages or there may be more or something, but quality time is one of my favorites. So what I really realize in my associative familial and social life is I have too many acquaintances that I give a little bit extra time to Mm. because I enjoy that. And I'm an inside joke type of guy. I'm a text and voice memo for no reason type Mm -hmm. of guy. Um, send a picture from yesteryear for no reason. You know that. I do that from time. But the problem is I do it with too many people. So for me, it's actually being more intentional about the people who have the most impact on me and my family's life. I have four children. The oldest is eight. So I actually need to spend more time cultivating social relationships that involve my family. Mm -hmm. And that's what I realized, I think, over the holidays. And me and my wife got into it and knocked heads a couple times because there are people I'd like to see and like to hang out with or I normally might see in the course of a day or a week, or a month, because of more of social type engagements, but they're not necessarily connected to my family. So for me, it's actually spending less time with those tangential acquaintances. And of course, I'm not mad at anybody. I like them. I'm good at that. That's one of my things that makes me me. But I think I need to be more intentional about the right people. There are certain people who put time into my kids, teachers, teachers, Coaches. Um, yep. My kids are involved with a um, couple choir type things and yep. singing groups. And I'm just never involved yep. with people who even know my wife and my kids. Yep. So for me, it's being more intentional, scoping out time to date my family yep. and some of their friends.
1: Yep. I love it. That's somewhat similar to, well, I don't know if it's quite the same thing, but w- one of the things I wrote down is I've come to realize how incredibly valuable one-on-one time is with my kids. I spend a lot of time with, I lo- love my kids, I love my family, and um, I love being with them. And But most of the time, it's either two or all three of them at yeah. the same time. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's great. But there's something really special about just them having your undivided attention and so I've gotten a little bit better over the last year at doing things. I took Eden, my five-year-old, out not too long ago, and we we went out for ice cream, and we went to the mall and walked around. The, there's an indoor playground in our mall that she loves to go to. Oh, we, we have been often. to this We're mall many times. Time. I went over Christmas yeah, okay. with two of my four, yes. <laughs> and one of the things I noticed in the mall playground in particular was I uh, had my phone off and in my pocket, and I was watching her and play, and I, at one point, actually looked at my watch and started counting the seconds between when she l- looked at me to see if I was watching. And she wanted a connection of some kind. Um, and, and I just, over the time, I think I set my, I forget how I did it. I think I set it for five minutes and I just counted how many times she looked and then I just did a simple average. And I think it was every, on average, every 16 seconds mm. she was check-in to see if I was watching and right. if I was engaging with her. And she, Daddy, look at this. And a lot of times she didn't say anything, but she just looked at yeah, me. Yeah, right, right. And I thought, wow, if, I mean, how how many times do I not do this? I'm on my phone or I'm looking at something else or I'm trying to multitask, and I would miss all that. And uh, she's only little once. And so anyway, but all that to say, what I've, what I've realized is those solo one-on-one times have been really valuable. And so I want to be intentional about once a quarter doing not just we go to the mall playground or go out for ice cream, but like something significant where we're spending a whole day or maybe even a couple of days. I've told you before, sometimes I'm able to take my kids on a business trip. If I've got a, a, you know, one meeting in Chicago or something, we'll go and maybe my parents will yeah. drive over mm-hmm. and right. hang out with my kids for the day while I'm in meetings and then I'll extend for a day or whatever. But, but traveling with my kids one-on-one is really cool. Going somewhere special that they want to go Doing some kind of an experience with them, so I, I want to get intentional this year about really quality, intensive one-on-one time with my kids all on a regular right. basis, where I shut out all the other distractions and it's just them. So that's love one of the to hear I that.
0: Yes, okay. One-on-one uh, on one with the kids.
1: What kinds of professional <clears throat> goals? So this could be how you spend your time, uh, the kinds of skills that you're pursuing, the um, the kinds of people that you're hiring. Maybe a new industry that you want to get into, a new product you want to launch. I, what kind of professional? Well, there are
0: so many things, as you know, like me and many of our listeners, uh, the audience we're looking to attract and engage with out there is we run several things around here. And I have several things going on. So one of the things I learned last year or I started to perfect, so it's a continuation thing, but there's iterations that I'm learning is hiring the best people for certain areas yep. and putting them there to uh, assist in the big impact goal. The one thing that I think I'm going to do a little bit more, but I have to start, is setting the impact of what I want to happen. I'm really good now at X and Y and Z. Those things are feeding my family. But I'm not able to expand beyond those things. I realize I've tapped out my resources personally right now on lots of things that I'm already doing. What I need to do is hire people who do stuff I don't know how to do But give them a vision for, I mean, this is the outcome I want, but I can't tell you how to do steps 2 through 99. I'll only give you the outcome 100, and I'll tell you where I am now is I'm not doing this or I'm not doing it well. So that, for me, I think is big, and then interacting with these people well to give them checkpoints. They give me checkpoints on what we're trying to pull off. You've talked about that with me a few times over the course of this podcast in this last year. So for me, it's actually being more strategic at the outcomes that we need to have professionally and getting people alongside to help. And it's not just people, but it's also the tools. We've talked about that as well. So um, several um, tool systems, Uh, I'm not good at setting them up. I can use them, but I I need to actually engage with someone or a a course or something or say, like, I need to get this set up so I know how to interact with people and the projects we're doing.
1: Yeah, we'll have to do a podcast about tools and productivity, how to organize
0: your life someday, and we'll, right.
1: we'll, we'll work on some of those things. That's a particular interest to me and significant value to me. But, yeah, I think hiring, you and I have both read a book called Who Not How, and we've talked about it before. I won't, won't rehash all of that, but the idea that most of us that are highly capable entrepreneurs or business leaders, we tend to see a problem or an opportunity, and we say, how are we going to do that? and that's usually the wrong question to ask instead we should say who do we know or who could we find that already knows how to do that that's already better than we are that that can seize that opportunity or mitigate that risk or solve that problem or whatever and for me it was a big paradigm shift it used to be that i hired people that were that could help me right in the very beginning and then i realized i got to hire people that are better than me but it was easy to find somebody that was a better designer than me because i wasn't a very good designer easy to find somebody that was a better programmer than me I wasn't a very good programmer um, but so so one first of all I hired people to help me that were sort of assistants they weren't as good as me then I figured out how to hire people that were better than me in those areas but the real uh, kind of big shift was when I figured out how to hire people that were better than me at the things that I was actually good at
0: mm-hmm. and
1: that was kind of an identity crisis but it's right. unlocked so many things so I think you're, you're on that same journey For me this year, one of the things I want to do is replace myself in a couple of roles. Like you, involved in a lot of different things. Have a software company, a men's shoe company. um, Do some consulting and coaching. Got some real estate ventures going on. You and I have just started this Impact Avalanche, helping people increase their influence through social video and podcasting and that sort of thing. And um, I I heard a guy talk. um, I think it was Chris Crone. I don't actually remember who it was. But anyway, I was at an event where he was at. And he said he likes he loves starting new things. He starts new businesses all the time, but he's got a rule that he replaces himself after ninety days. Wow! And I love it. He like gets the vision, he launches this new thing, and then he hires his replacement. Has everything documented so that they can run scorecards and monitoring performance and whatever. But he replaces himself after ninety days, and I thought that, that's powerful, man. It's taken me a lot longer than ninety days to replace myself a lot <laughs> right. of these things. And there's a couple of key roles. That um, I want to replace myself, and I'm going to hire somebody to do that to unlock me to go do bigger and better things. Not that I'm going to leave anybody or anything behind, but my the nature of my engagement with these companies needs to change, and so that's one of the big things. I'm also going to hire a uh, a personal communications assistant. Oh, so I've I've told you this before. I've got a great assistant. I've got yep. a great team that right. supports me. But I've the one thing that I have never really effectively delegated is is communication. Cause I, that's one of the things that I'm, I think I'm good at mm-hmm. and interpersonal communication, speech writing, uh, some social media publishing, but, but personal correspondence, just emails and things. I'm, I'm, I hate giving that away to somebody that's not going to represent me with excellence. Right. Yeah. I understand and that so, thought, but right. it takes a lot of my time. Mm-hmm. So this year, in fact, in the next month, I'm, I'm going to hire somebody and I've, I'm talking to a couple of people right now. I hope to make a decision in the next couple of weeks where I can meet with them for a short meeting, maybe 30 minutes every day, and basically they're going to brief me on here are all the emails you need to answer, and I'll make decisions, and in a 30-minute meeting, I've plowed through all my voicemails, texts, and emails for that day, and they're now going to reply to all of them. I'm also going to brief, oh, I've got this speaking opportunity coming up. Oh, I've got this podcast. I need you to research this story. And I need you to get this study so that I can speak. Right? There's all kinds of things yeah, like that that right. I'm, either I'm not wow. doing or they're taking too much of my time. And so that's going to be a key hire for me. That's one of the professional goals uh, that I want to achieve. Um, Love to not, hear that. Just one. this year. I, this well,
0: season. I look forward to. We're just brainstorming, but yeah. I want to. Yeah, we got to circle back, on that, not that not yeah, circle back, back on that one. Yeah, I want to circle back on that one. I want to know more. Yes. All right,
1: number seven, financial. So what are some, and you don't have to get into specific numbers if you don't want to, or maybe use percentages or whatever, but what kinds of things might you pursue this year in the uh, in the financial arena?
0: Yes. Well, once again, several different businesses, so this could mean a couple things. So the income at home, I would say, probably needs to double what we take home, Yep. Um, and uh, it's coming in from all the areas. So one of our businesses, the one I run with my brother, uh, we're looking at... Um, Full-time salaries. We've been in a yep. startup phase yep. for the last two-plus two years that we've yep. been kind of thinking about it full-time, and uh, we've made all the transitions we need to think about, hey, at the end of this year, it brings its own Full time yep. salary. And we think that's probably six figures for the three owners. Yep. So that's one of them. Yep. So right now it's basically we're working full time and getting paid like we're part time. Yeah, right. So we want to get to about six figures each person who's on the ownership team there. Yeah. So that's one of them. So I think that's going to be doubling things that go actually go home because the way yeah. we filter our businesses around and things like that, um, we want uh, that to change. So uh, one thing that's. Um, Partially, I do need to upgrade skills here in some of the other areas because I want to go about this, I believe, creatively. I've run into a lot of people in the creative finance space in terms of homes and real estate is to actually purchase a home for residents, personal residents. And um, so a lot of income goals kind of coincide with that. As prices change, as things shift and things like that, um, we're looking to make um, a family move this summer, maybe around the time the kids get out of school. So uh, I think that all kind of plays into the financial stuff and we're on track, but I think that there's a lot of upgrading and iteration and skills that I need to be honing in on me personally to actually hit those things the right way this year.
1: Yeah. So as we, you know, or as our listening audience breaks down maybe some of the things that they've identified into, smart goals. We got to figure out, all right, well, how are we going to do that? Right? It's not enough just to say, I want to double my income. And I know you know this, but not just say I'm going to double in my income, but here's how I'm going to do it. I'm going to increase revenue from this by these actions. I'm going to do this differently. I'm going to hire this person. I'm going to enter this new market. I'm going to start this new product or start this new business or start this new side hustle or whatever. Or maybe I'm going to reduce my expenses on a certain area. I'm maybe I need to let somebody go that's just underperforming or maybe I just need to cut out this expense that's not doing anything for me
0: or whatever, right? So- Um, yeah, we haven't spent very much time talking about our bad habits yet. So you, you don't get to know them apparently, (laughs) but we all have them. And there are things that I will say, you know, that I know I need to get rid of. There's things that I think that are a little too personal for this conversation or podcast that I'm thinking about taking out of my life because it's like, this is a bad habit. We've talked it over maybe at home or I'm like in business. If I don't let this go, it's going to hinder progress moving forward. So there, I have those things as well. So for me,
1: the financial goals that I've started working on are personal income. Um, I want to see some growth there. I, uh, I'm in real estate and real estate is not a huge part of my life, but I buy typically two, three, four houses a year and hold them as rental property. These are mostly mill houses, not big fancy things, but um, but I want to up that game. So I, I want to add at least six houses to my portfolio. Okay. And again, for some people listening, that sounds crazy high. And for some people like, man, I buy six houses a week. So wherever you're at, um, I, I'm going to add six. i I've got a couple of other specific operational goals around real estate. So I've got managers in place that manage it, but there's a couple of changes that I need to make there and uh, optimize some operational stuff. I, uh, I want to grow my liquid investments. For most of my life, I put almost all of my profit into either businesses or rental property real okay. estate. Right. And I have not, I've sort of neglected stocks, bonds, mutual funds, that sort of thing. I've got a portfolio, but it's not it's not huge. And uh, I want to double that portfolio okay. this year.
0: Yeah.
1: The the other thing I realize is even though cash flow is really strong, I'm I've got so many opportunities for growing wealth and I'm plowing money back into all these things. Some of my accounts, both for personal and business, I don't have the kind of cash reserves that I wish, which creates unnecessary stress. Like there are times where you know, some big contract gets delayed or something. And man, I was counting on a $250,000 check for this company. Right. And now that's going to get delayed two weeks. And, but I've got payroll coming up and man, I'm going to be down to like $20,000. So the way my checking
0: bank. and my savings is set and up and right so now. So then I'm right. shuffling money right. for like, have all done borrow it. from this oh, to we've go all over done here. And, yeah. I,
1: and I just realized, you know what, that's <clears> stupid. I've got enough that I just need to set limits and say, I'm going to have this much cash reserves. And so I've got different limits for different things, but I'm going to have, you know, three months operating cash in everything that I do minimum, just sitting there in cash, because that's going to reduce stress for me. And and that's worth a lot. So anyway, those are some of the kinds of financial goals that I have. But some people I think are going to say, you know, I want to have certain savings goals or I'm right. going to invest a certain percent. I want to get, get my right. company match get out of those. debt. Absolutely. Yeah, right. Or stop spending so much on lattes or whatever. Um, and by the way, I'm not preaching this, uh, scarcity mentality. Like I've got to pinch every penny. I want you to enjoy life. But if you're in a position where you actually shouldn't be buying a latte every day, <laughs> day to work, then stop right. buying the latte. Right. Yep, right. yep. Yep. Yeah. All right. So those are the seven categories, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, social, and familial, professional, and financial. So now, and, and we won't take much more time because we're already, I think 40 or 40 minutes in or so, but we, we want to take at least one or two, three at the most. You can't take, you can't commit to all of these things because you don't have a, eno- nobody has enough willpower or discipline to actually focus on all of these things. But take a minute to look through all of these and say, that one would be maybe foundational for improving my life in 2023. And so you look over your list and say, that's the one I want to focus on. And then we want to make it smart. So, you know, smart goals, when I first heard about smart goals, probably 15 years ago, I thought it sounded like a fad. It sounded like kind of gimmicky. W- like I'll be it, with
0: you. I'm with you on that. Forced. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And but you and know, it sounded too easy too. Yeah. It's gimmicky. It's smart. Oh, yeah,
1: it is. It felt forced like, okay, you're trying to come up with, you know, five (laughs) things like an acronym. And it just felt forced to me and it didn't. But, you know, it's it's had staying power, not just in my life, but in millions of people's lives. Like there's a reason that it stuck around. It's actually worth something. And I think each one of those letters has value. So for those of you that don't know or don't remember, let's review real quick. A smart goal is number one specific. So it can't just be I want to improve. In this area. It can't be kind of a vague general idea. It's got to be specific. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are lots of reasons for that. There's psychology around how you commit to something and pursue something. Lots of reasons for it. Number two, it's got to be measurable. You, you've got to actually be able to quantify it. A lot of times people say, I want to lose weight. Well, that's not good enough. How much weight do you want to lose? And And you can't say, well, I want to lose between 30 and 40 pounds. Well, what is it? Right. Is it 30 right. or is it 40? Right. Um, because by giving yourself that wiggle room, you're actually not committing. Right.
0: And, it, and measurable also can just mean generically that you can track it. It's something you can actually track. Right. Right. Because right. if you say, like you mentioned, improve, uh, we don't know how to track that. Right. And measurable can help with that.
1: And, and you yeah. also might have something in your business. You say, I want to, um, I don't know, I want to reduce the number of complaints that I get or I want... So- well, do you have a system to measure that? Because if you're not tracking every phone call and every email and every text request or whatever however then you don't actually know. So, mm-hmm. you got to make sure that this goal is measurable. Number 3 is attainable, right? So, I've got lots of lifetime goals. One of them is I want to go to space, right? Yeah. Well, I'm going to go to space. No doubt about it. I'll go to space in my lifetime, but I'm probably not going to go to space in 2023. I I, I just not set up in, you know, there's I'm, only
0: about 12 people who are going to space yeah. this year. I don't think it's going to be me. It's not going to be
1: me. Yeah. Um, and so that's not attainable. So it would be stupid for me to set a goal of going to space in 2023 because I'm probably not going to do it. It's fine for a lifetime goal because I'm absolutely going to do that. Right. I want to fly an Air Force One also probably won't happen this year. Wow. I, I got I got some, yeah. some goals that I'll hit in my lifetime, but maybe not this year. So it needs to be attainable. That doesn't mean it should be easy. It needs to challenge you. It needs to scare you a little bit. Uh, it's going to require work, but it's got to be reasonable where if I have, if if I marshal the resources, if I spend the money, if I commit the time, whatever, I make a reasonable effort, it is possible. It's attainable. Number four is one that I think is really important. It's, it's relevant. So mm. what do I mean by relevant? Well, relevant, I think, is, you could use lots of other words for it, but it's got to be an R because mm-hmm. it's got to be smart, right? right? But it's got to be meaningful. It's got to be valuable. It's got to be something that you actually want to do. So sometimes people choose goals because it's a popular thing to do. Like right. everybody has sure. fitness goals around the beginning of the year. Yeah, of course. But maybe you don't actually want to work out five times a week. Mm-hmm. It's just not something that, that you're you're choosing that goal because of somebody else, but it's not actually going to improve your life. If you're already reasonably fit and you're – you're. so I'm in that position, right? I don't work out five days a week. Um, I typically work out, depending on how you count,
0: one or two days a right, week. Right, right. And – like me, I don't sweat. I realize right. I need to sweat. But There's you and I a different are both type of good shape. Right. We're not like overweight. That, our no, knees work. Yeah. And everything like works. Right. Yeah. We've got a lot Generally of Generally healthy. Yeah. We're
1: in our ideal target what weight range. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, so for me, I'm sure that working out five days a week would be beneficial, but it's not at the top of my list. And if I were to commit to that, it it would not be number one, I probably wouldn't do it. I wouldn't yeah. follow through. Right. Um, but it's it's just not the most relevant thing to spend my time and willpower and discipline. Maybe someday it will be. But for me, five days a week working out or doing strength training, bodybuilding, whatever is, it's not a priority for me. But sometimes people choose other things like reading, for example, almost every year I feel like, okay, I need to commit to reading more books. Cause I hear guys like you, you know, you read a hundred books a year or whatever. And, and lots of people that I really like and admire and respect Mm -hmm. read a lot. And I always feel like, man, I'm such an underperformer. I need to, but I I do believe in reading. And I do read. I read more than the average bear. But reading 100 books, for me, is probably not what
0: I need to read.
1: Handbooks that I put into
0: practice, and see, and that that's the same thing as me. I used to have number goals, and I haven't had them for a while. It's funny that you say that. I think you're remembering conversations we had a decade ago. But what I realized was what I need to do is catch on to what other people. I'm a guy who likes to hear about what other people reading. Go, ooh, that's a book for me, and just put it in the queue, but not give myself undue pressure to hit numbers. Just get to it when I finish the the last one. Yeah, so that for me, the relevancy is to be consistent about it. That's the whole thing with the push-ups, sit-ups, and squats. Yeah, I don't have a number I have to hit, but if I put a chart on the wall and say I need to hit 100, I will go for it, Yeah, and that's good enough. There you go. So it's relevant for me to just make the target.
1: So relevant, you just want to make sure that it's not somebody else's goal, Yeah, and also that it's not this island that, it seems like a good uh, good idea in isolation, and you, but it's not and actually. You get, when, gonna get and on you where the way you there, you hate
0: it, and when you get there, you don't know why you went. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Right. So let's. And then finally, time bound. T is time bound. So specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time bound. Time bound. It's got to have a deadline. Yes. If you just say, "Well, I'm I'm gonna create a million dollars in sales, or ten million dollars in sales, or hundred million dollars in sales," well. Yes. this quarter and this it quarter? helps because Next if you year? take
0: everything that we've gone through so far it becomes that x to y by when that's right yeah x to there's so y y our win. timely
1: i'm gonna go so and by the way if it's an annual goal if it's a december 31 goal you absolutely need milestones to know if you're so you on okay, track. by the end yeah. by march 31 i'm gonna be at this number and by june 30th i'm gonna be at this number and so on otherwise you waste half your year and you kind of forget about it and then you're like Oh crap, it's December right. and I haven't worked on this goal. It becomes
0: yet. untrackable, unmeasurable, you realize maybe it wasn't relevant because there's no way I can hit this. Yeah. So He's you got to have time your time.
1: So I used to think that this was kind of a gimmick. I've I've kind of come around and most of the time now when I set a goal, I actually think through, okay, is it specific enough? Can I actually measure it? Is it attainable, realistic you could say? Is it relevant? Do I actually want to do this thing? And then do I have a good di- a, a reasonable timeline on it? And and then I wanna pick just one or two things at a time to work on until it becomes a habit. And once I master it, I'm like, okay, now I'm it's not hard for me to go work out X number of times right. a week. Or it's yeah. not hard for me to get up, go to bed and get up at the same right now, that's gonna kill me. That's that's what I'm gonna start. I already have started going to bed and getting that is well if it kills you, you'll be
0: tired and you'll fall asleep. <laughs> so it'll be good. Right. right.
1: But that's a habit change for me. Yeah. Cause I've right. never done that before. Yeah. But I think after a month or two of it. It's just gonna be like, oh, it's bedtime. We're
0: well, it's the same that. thing that I'm talking about. Maybe with reading, it became a habit for me, so I don't need to go as hard as I did yeah. once or two, two three years. Okay. It's a habit now. So, so yeah, don't love do all this it. at once. No, but you'll, but you'll never hit take it. Some time yes. to
1: think about physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, social, and familial, professional, financial. I like to think about all of those and then pick from them. So brainstorm, come up with some bullet points under each one of those, and then pick one or two or three you say that's worth committing to. Make sure it's smart, and then pursue it. And when you master it, then move on to number two. And I think that the problem is so many of us do one of two things. We either float through life, always reacting. We let life happen to us instead of us happening to life, right? Or we, in January, get all this energy like, oh, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that, and I'm going to change this, I'm going to improve this. And it lasts for like two or three weeks and doesn't. So in conclusion, I've got one more thing I want to want to get out here before we wrap up. Uh, I read a study recently about how important it is to be specific about the time and place that you're going to do whatever it is you're committing. Right. To. I love this. So um, I, I should have looked up this study. see if I had a communications assistant that helped me prep for this. Mm. She would have all this teed up on mm. note cards for me, but I didn't do that. So here's here's um, what I can remember of this study several studies. One was they asked college students to work out and they wanted to, they wanted to figure out how to change behavior. That was what the whole study was about. And they chose working out as the, the thing that they were going to track. And so for one group of students, they uh, hundred students or something, they put them in a room and they gave them a lecture about how important working out is. It reduces your risk of cardiovascular disease and all these important health benefits. And that group, if I remember right, experienced a 19% increase in their you know, gym activity. Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. So education works, but only a little bit, right? 19%. Then they had a similar group, same kind of people, same random sample, (gasps) and they gave them that same education. But then on their way out, they said, all right, just write down on this card, um, when and where you're going to work on. I'm going to go to this gym Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays at 6am, whatever. It didn't matter when, but just write it down. That group, it was like a massive change. It was I don't know, eighty percent or something increase versus the twenty percent right. increase. Yeah. Because they actually thought about and and why is that? Well, partly because it takes out a lot of the cognitive work. If if you just say, I'm gonna someday go to the gym, then every day you're making a decision like, ah, should I work out today? I don't feel like it. I'm gonna go back to sleep. But if you say, No, I'm gonna oh, today's a Monday and it's seven o'clock, I'm gonna go. You've already pre-made that commitment. Right. Maybe you've taken out your gym clothes. You put your tennis shoes right beside your bed, so when you get up, it, you, you want to reduce all the friction because you don't have very much willpower. Right. It's a limited yeah. quantity. It's a limited resource. Love to hear it. So another study, they said um, they they had people write a resume and it was due Friday at five p.m. This was like on a Monday or something. And all right, so hundred people, literally nobody delivered. They all committed. Mm-hmm. They're going to have this thing turned in by Friday five p.m. Nobody did it. Then they had another group say, "Commit to it." Yep, same same deal. They committed to it. They said, "All right, when and where are you going to do it?" Oh well, let's see. I'm I got time. I've got a break Thursday morning between nine. And t- I'll write it Thursday morning at nine o'clock. When they put it on their calendar, something like eighty percent of them did. Right. I don't remember Once the numbers, again. but yes. anyway. So so as you think about building new habits and committing to new goals, you've got to figure out not only what you're going to do and how you're going to measure it, when you're going to do it, like. I win, you know, March thirtieth. But you've got to figure out, all right, specifically when and where am I going to do make that decision ahead of time. If you say I'm going to save more money, well then say, okay, every other Friday when I get paid, I'm going to move five hundred bucks from my checking account and my savings account, then do one better, go in and actually automate that process. There you go. Right. So you don't even have to think about it. Mm -hmm. But if you get specific about when and where you're going to do something, you're much more likely to do it. So Uh, any uh, any
0: closing remarks? So, ladies and gentlemen, if you are going to commit to a few smart goals that you can start, stop, or continue in 2023, we'd love to hear from you. We need more feedback. Did you enjoy our stuff or do you want to know Tim's bad habits that he's going to stop? (laughs) You can ask, whatever. Doesn't mean he's going to tell you the answer, but we'd love to hear from you here on the Grow With Tim podcast as we move into 2023 and we give you a blessing for the new year. Talk soon. Happy New Year, everybody.
1: Thanks for listening to today's Grow With Tim podcast. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to show us some love by following us here
0: and on our other social media platforms. You'll find all the links at growwithtim.com.